friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And be sure to check out the Hagman Report tonight. Me and Doug are going to be on, and it's going to be a good show. Got a lot of stuff we're going to cover, a lot of health stuff we're going to cover, a lot of encouragement about current things that are going on right now. So enjoy that show, and I'll have probably a couple little specials or kits or some stuff we're going to put up on there for his program. So be sure to check that out tonight on the Hagman Report. It will be an awesome show. And also, too, in Health Masters news, if you guys saw it, product of the week on sale, the B-Complex formula, be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Went into detail this week on the benefits of B vitamins and how essential they are for a regular basis and continually taking them. And also, uh, be sure to check out the new Mood Booster stack. Very simplistic, yet very effective. The 5-HTP, the B-Complex, and the Ultra Omega-3 really helps out with overall mood and continually maintaining a uh, just better sense of well-being, so to speak. Real important nutrients that your body can utilize on a daily basis. So be sure to check those out at healthmasters.com. Now, one of the first things I wanted to bring up here, because I've just... I was not surprised, but again, it just shows you the level of, how should I say, infiltration that the FBI has done into the American populace. Essentially, they have now turned into the new, you know, Gestapo, the new brown shirts, whatever you want to call it, you know, the the USSR, Soviet era level of spying on individuals is not even anywhere relevant now to what we're seeing. The Proud Boys trial has now been suspended again. Now, you guys don't have gone into detail on this as far as where the Proud Boys attorney brought forth numerous evidence about FBI agent Miller, who not only deleted evidence and didn't submit evidence, also was spying on confidential conversations, and uh, the judge pretty much just overlooked it and said, we're going back to trial, nothing to see here. The FBI can retract and anything they want to do at any point in time because essentially they're above the law, even though they're trying to charge people with felony charges and sedition for walking into the Capitol. Now the Proud Boy sedition trial has been suspended after the feds now admitted in court that a witness – was intimately involved in the Proud Boys defense team. So it was involved in the Proud Boys. It was secretly an FBI informant. So there was actually an individual that the FBI put into and infiltrated into the Proud Boys before anything with January 6th has ever occurred and used them to actually get into the group all the way down to actually hanging out with them, spending the night with them, going out with them, and participating in prayer meetings, eating dinner with them, essentially being part of like their family. This is some crazy stuff. Now, the motion filed by Zachary Rell essentially is to consider this entire thing uh, just, just this needs to be a mistrial. This whole thing's gotten so far fetched. And you can look back at the United States District Court, District of Columbia filed two days ago on the defendant's concern to compel disclosure of an FBI interview report and all DOG memos related to the recordings and reportings of the defense team. And you can go in here and read this, and it's pretty troubling and disturbing to know that the FBI was actually getting paid FBI informants to try to infiltrate this group in order to essentially become very, very close, intimate friends with them in numerous settings and uh, then use them now 
as witnesses against the Proud Boys to try to talk about any confidential things they brought up even years ago before anything related to January 6th. And the uh, their defense team is just absolutely – this, this is so far-fetched now what is going on with this. Clearly, this is politically motivated. Clearly, you guys have been trying to find anything you can to throw these guys in jail, and you're literally reaching now. So am I surprised? No. Is stuff like this happening on a regular basis? Yes. The FBI has gone completely rogue now. They are nothing more than an extension arm of the deep state as we have now seen. That's why I've said before, why is it that – they can suddenly do geo-tracking on people's phones from January 6th. They can use the thousands and thousands of different closed-circuit televisions all around the Capitol. They can literally find somebody with a mask pulled down for one second walking into the Capitol and go extract them out of their home in Florida and extradite them back to D.C. and hold them without, without trial, no pretrial release. You're going to sit here for a year or two with no pretrial release. And they can find every single person that possibly walked in and even took a photo – But yet suddenly they haven't been able to find hardly anybody that was in all black clad wearing double comms in each ear with full face mask on, pushing through barriers and assaulting law enforcement, including the video where he's blatantly breaking a window out, full black clad, has a chest rig on with comms in it, with earpieces in, and basically starts yelling at everybody when they call him out and say, stop doing that, bro. Why are you breaking the window? And he goes, you did that. You broke the window. I posted the video on the website. And again, no, so the FBI can't figure out who this guy is, apparently. And just, uh, yeah, can't figure it out. No, 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 nothing to see here. And what we have pretty much witnessed now is that the FBI set up numerous individuals to go to this rally. They had FBI individuals in this rally. They had FBI provocateurs start a lot of the provocation and do a lot of the destruction. And then those same people that were the provocateurs are now the ones that are trying to file charges of sedition on the individuals that they brought in and encouraged to come with them while they were doing stuff. You can't get much more crazy compromise than this. So. Nothing nothing new in the clown world of the United States, but this whole thing now has turned into such a kangaroo court trial. This thing needs to be dismissed. I mean, this this needs to be a mistrial immediately. This if it's this does not do it, then this obviously you already know what their overall agenda is. <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is interesting. A, they're now talking about young male athletes are now suddenly coming down with some type of very accelerated testicular cancer. Imagine that. I said a growing and serious problem is that we know the COVID jab has been connected now to all types of various cancers, particularly now in young athletes and young male athletes who are just being described as what Dr. William Makis describes as a turbo testicular cancer. Makis has been warning the world about the growing number of injuries and deaths stemming from, from the COVID shot. Makis has been keeping track of not only athletes who got sick or died after the injection, but also doctors. 32 of which now have died suddenly after getting the jab, and now Makis is sounding an alarm about dozens upon dozens of young male athletes who died within months, even days, after being diagnosed with post-vaccination testicular cancer is what he is calling it. The rapidly spreading version of the disease tends to take young males' lives much more quickly than any type of traditional testicular cancer. Now, this is, again, extremely bizarre, but also, too, something that Ted and I have discussed in detail on why I personally think they're injecting these young, young children, as horrific as it is, including now the fourth booster shot approved for six-month-olds. We've already gone into detail that in detail. 
but this is why they're doing it. They know what's going to happen, and you're about to take young children, little infants, and you're about to literally dunk them into the medical industrial complex for the rest of their life as they are more than likely going to start having horrific side effects forever. There's, this stuff doesn't go away. This RNA spike protein stuff that they produced makes your body start producing. It doesn't go away. It stores in the body now from what they're starting to see, and in some cases, it's storing in areas that are coming down with cancer. Ironically enough, also to in other news, this is something that I'm not surprised at all and just goes to show you how aggressive they have become with this administration and trying to push complete and utter perversion. The Pentagon doctors are now – what they're claiming is that seven-year-olds are capable of making decisions to be injected with puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. You can't even come up with this. Healthcare providers connected with the DOD argued in favor of so-called – Gender-affirming care for children with gender dysphoria, Fox News reported. The providers advocated for gender-affirming health care, such as puberty suppression and affirming hormones, in the March edition of the American Journal of Public Health, also claiming that youths have an inherent ability and right to consent to gender-affirming therapy. The authors, Dr. David Klein, Thomas Baxter, Noel Larson, and Natasha Sfeel, called for the military to train providers with so-called gender-affirming model of care. They did acknowledge that 53% of the physicians associated with the military have stated that they don't think this is accurate and this should not be done. However, the DOD is now saying that essentially even young minors should have the ability to make any decision they want when it comes to these drugs. Now, what's interesting about this is, I've said this before, you know, you got to be 18 to buy tobacco in the United States. Tobacco causes cancer. We know that. Usually it takes a while for it to kill you, but it's tobacco. Got to be 21 to drink alcohol. We know the effects of alcohol. Got to be 18 to vote. Got to be 18 to go in the military. There's a reason why there's certain age brackets for doing certain things. When you start going in now and you start saying, you've got to be this age to do all this stuff, but hey, you want to go on sex-changing hormones and you want to go on puberty blockers, which can have lifelong altering side effects to them, using them prebescent. Um, yeah, totally cool, man. If this 8, 9, 10-year-old wants to use them, it's okay. And why are they doing this? Because they're building the mindset. I saw an article here earlier about a Boston public school that has now come under heavy fire for their latest survey for preteens. The 54-question survey asked middle schoolers about all kinds of personal activity. Now, it's interesting about this. I pulled this survey up. You guys can look at this. This is directly from the Boston Middle School Youth Risk Behavioral Survey. It's seven pages long, and it goes on there very clearly. Do not write your name on the survey. The answers you give will be kept private. No one will know what you write. Answer the questions based on what you really do. Complete the survey as voluntary. Whether or not you answer the questions will not affect your grade in class. If you're not comfortable answering a question, leave it blank. And it goes on to detail all the stuff with 2023 Boston Middle School YRBS. Now, it starts right at the beginning. How old are you? 10 years old or younger? A. 11 years old, C or B, 12 years old, 30, and it goes down the list. So the first question is, how old are you, 10 years old or younger? Meaning they're directly going after middle schoolers and younger. Then it goes on to, what is your sex, male or female? What is your grade? As I listen in there. Now listen to this. This is number six question. What of the following best describes you? Heterosexual, straight, gay or lesbian, bisexual. I describe my sexual identity some other way. I'm not sure about my sexual identity. I'm questioning. I do not know what the question is asking. Number seven, a transgender person is someone who does not feel the same inside as the sex they were born with. Are you transgender? A, 
No, I'm not transgender. B, yes, I am transgender. C, I do not know if I'm transgender. D, I do not know what this question is asking. This is literally questions they're asking 10-year-olds on a survey, and it gets much worse than this. goes down further here, continues to say, have you ever had sexual intercourse, A or B, yes or no? How many people? Ask this question. When's the last time? Then it goes on to say, have you ever participated in other acts? And it goes into detail. I'm not going to ask these questions on. This was directed at 10 and 11-year-olds, my friends, 10 and 11-year-olds. Asking them a bold-faced question, are you transgender? This is nothing more than full-blown psychological perversion in order to pollute their minds. Most 10-year-olds aren't even going to understand what these questions are or involved in any type of sexual activity. But now they're going to start asking questions about them. They're going to start saying, well, am I transgender? Do I feel different? The survey's asking me this. Well, maybe I should be questioning this because the survey's asking me this, and an adult who's an authority figure is giving me the survey and telling me I need to complete it, so I want to comply. I want to do good in school. Maybe I do need to question these things. This is complete and utter perversion to be bringing this in a school system with questions like this. It is not surprising, as I have told you repeatedly, what they've been doing for years down the school system, but this should be a real eye-opener, guys. Even if they have not put some type of tranny perversion ideology curriculum in there, they're now putting it on surveys for 10-year-olds. And question one is, are you 10 years old or younger? So clearly they can use a survey for younger children. Something is very disturbing, and it is not okay, and we cannot pretend like this isn't happening. Our children are our most precious assets right now for the next coming generation, and it is our responsibility to protect them, not give them perverted filth like this on a survey and start putting all types of weird questions in their head. Just something that I want to get out there this wild Friday morning, Dad. What are you thinking? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm always doing great for this is the day the Lord hath made and I will rejoice and I will be glad. And even I hear all kinds of perverted news, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't change my attitude because God's still on the throne. Prayer still changes things. And I prayed this morning for everybody listening today. And and I believe in the power of the most high God. Uh, the reality is this earth is being controlled by Lucifer and his minions and the fallen angels and the weirdos and the demons and everything else. And it's just, it is what it is. And we're in the middle of this mess. And, you know, and so the deeper I go into this stuff with the transgender stuff, the more I read about it, the more I see the perversion is so pervasive now in our society, the more I just shake my head and just say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. It's just, you know, remember what the Bible says, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. And in the days of Noah, it was every thought of every man was evil all of the time. And that's where we find ourselves now. We find ourselves in a situation where every thought of every man is evil all the time, getting real, real close. There are a few of us, a remnant of us. You know, I talked about that to a friend of mine this morning, and I said, you know, and she, it was so funny. She said that there aren't that many people who get to heaven. I said, a remnant. That's it, about 10%. And I'm talking about the people that believe they're going to heaven That's as far as I'm concerned because a lot of people are just fake Christians. Uh, they just don't want to be part of what God has for them. They don't want to be part of the kingdom of God. They don't want to serve God. They may just be Christians in name only. They go to an, a lot of name and claim it, blab it, grab it churches. They may not even talk about the real Jesus and what he did and the power of the blood and the power of the cross. And I'm like, that's really a bold statement for me to say, but it's the truth. But there are a group of people out there that are going to serve God no matter what. They're not going to bow their knee to Baal. They're not going to bow their knee, bow their, bow their knee to these foreign gods, and they're going to continue to do the best they possibly can. You don't have to be perfect. Remember that. You just have to do the best you can. That's it. God's going to stand in a gap with you for, with Christ you know, to make sure that when he sees you, he only sees the righteousness of Christ. If, once you accept Jesus, because you're now in covenant with God Almighty through Christ and a blood covenant. 
We've gone into detail on that. So please, everybody, just stay you know, with Jesus. Don't let the world and its ways basically mess with you. You know, I mean, I've seen so much crazy stuff, you know, in this planet. I mean, all these crazy things that people do and the crazy things that they think are okay and all the scams and all the all the all, all of the liars and the thieves and the weirdos. And you kind of just sit back and go, wow, this is nuts. And that's why I love spending an hour with you guys every day. I love coming to your homes. I love talking to you. I like having fireside chats with you. I like praying for you. Because you guys are normal to me. The rest of the world is just a bunch of Abbey Normals, like you know, Frankenstein movie, Abbey Normals brain. And, and they've just gotten themselves perverse and twisted, and everything they think that's wrong is okay with them. And you see it over and over and over again in, in these compromised churches and these compromised meetings, these compromised everything else. People are just in a situation where they continue to want to believe the lie because the God of this age has put a veil around the hearts and the minds of the unbelievers so they will they cannot believe and see the truth. And I will say this, the rulers of this earth is all, have also, with the compromised churches and the Johnson Amendment and the Masonic Lodges and all the rest of this stuff, put a blinding veil around the hearts and the minds of many Christians so they cannot see and believe the truth about anything they see. This thing with this turbo testicular cancer, this is a problem. This is a real problem. This isn't about you know long-term health care for these kids. It's about them dying within a few weeks. It's about them never reproducing. It's about them basically being infused with spike proteins from an injection they took, as far as I'm concerned. It's a directly attacked the testicles and the ovaries. It's about their immune system being shut down because of the ingredients that are put into the protein and into these shots to downregulate the immune system. I'm talking about, it's about the people that I know, multiple people now that I personally know who were cancer-free, who've got cancer coming back on them super aggressively after they've taken the shots, after I told them not to take the shots. After they were told not to do it, and now the cancer is back on them with a vengeance. I told you guys last year this was going to happen. I told you two years ago when they started pushing this mRNA shot, this was going to happen. I've told everybody what was going to happen, and now it's going to be a giant cover-up. They'll say, oh, we're having a massive increase in heart disease and diabetes and cancer. Oh, what a mess it is in the United States today. It's all related to diet. Well, a lot of it is related to diet. You know, we've covered that. The top 10 foods never to eat. We've talked about how to mitigate problems associated with blood sugar. But you intentionally change your DNA and downregulate your own immune system, uh, what do you think was going to happen? And that's why I say get on the Spike Protein Survival Kit program as quick as you possibly can. If I were you, I'd throw some black seed oil in there too. I mean, I, mean, I take the black seed oil every single day. In fact, I just had uh, one of our staff members you know, bring me some from the office because I've got to continue to make sure I take about an ounce of that every single day because you know, I'm, out in, with, I'm out in the real world talking to people all the time. And I want to make sure that I stay healthy. And black seed oil is, is critical. Uh, I read one article on air one time. It said black seed oil is the cure for everything but death. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It tastes awful. Think of the worst thing you've ever tasted, and that's pretty much this stuff. But you got to mix it with pomegranate juice. I use the organic pomegranate juice. I put about an ounce of black seed oil in there, and I put about an ounce of pomegranate juice, and it cuts the taste, and it's all right. Now, I've taken it straight, but woof, it'll, it'll wake you up. But it's just one of those things that we've got to realize that there's certain things we've got to avoid, certain things we have to stand firm on. And now remember, 10-year-olds, that's not even middle school. That's elementary school. That's elementary school. That's like fifth grade. And, and it's crazy that they're actually going to these small kids right out of the theta brainwave state. And it says, and younger, and they're confusing them about their sexual identity. I mean, here's the problem. When you're 10 years old and you're a boy, you haven't really had a big shot of testosterone yet. You really haven't developed secondary sexual characteristics yet. Heck, you still sound like a girl. You still got a high squeaky voice. 
You know, you can go join the Vienna Boys Choir if you want. You know, you go sing, you know, you know, soprano. I mean, you, you, you got all this crazy stuff that, you know, nothing's changed in your body yet. But suddenly somebody says to you, well, you're probably not a guy anyhow. You're probably a girl. Or you, they plant that ridiculous seed. Remember, they say a little bit of leaven works its way through the whole loaf. This is the fallen angel technology again. This is the fallen angel motivations of turning everything upside down that God created to destroy human beings and to stop the reproductive cycle and turn everybody into an hermaphrodite like their God is. This is that group again. And so when we understand who they are, what they are, and what they believe, then we can see the underlying motive of what they do. And if you don't have Christian lenses on, if you don't see things through the eyes of Jesus and the eyes of the Word of God and understand that this was what we were told was going to happen, it's going to be very, very confusing to you because you're like, what the heck just happened with all of this stuff? And the reality is it didn't just happen. It took 100 years. It took 100 years for the dissolution of the United States of America. And what we've seen or we're seeing now is a failing empire, an empire that's so corrupt and so internally corrupt, just like Rome was, that the republic's not standing anymore because of the amount of people that have gotten in and blackmailed everybody. You know, Wednesday's show of this week, I urge everybody to listen to Wednesday's show. We, oh, it was a show of shows. It was, it was two days ago. It was a show that we did, and we're going to play again on Sunday night. That's just phenomenal. And I had a heavy, heavy anointing on me that morning. I was talking about choices that people make. And this is what we have to understand is if we make the wrong choices, it comes back to haunt us for an eternity. It really does. So don't do that. So, uh, But Austin's absolutely right. But also with this testicular turbo cancer, I'm going to go out on a limb and say something that I normally don't talk about. Talk about cancer for a second. Joanna Budwig and you know, Holgo Clark and a lot of other people felt that there were a lot of people that had cancer because of a parasitic infestation. And we know that ivermectin is an antiparasitical drug. And we know that a lot of people that had gotten COVID recovered very quickly when they took ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Uh, so there you go. So I just thought I'd mention that to you. I have another do- top doctor of mine. I'm not going to mention her name on, on the, in the air today. She said there's a massive increase of parasitic activity in the body, which is causes, which causes turbo testicular cancer. Now, whether she's right, I don't know. Whether she's wrong, I don't know. I'm not making any claims whatsoever. But I do know this. If I was going to be some, around somebody that I knew was infected with COVID, if I knew that I was going to be around somebody who'd been injected on a regular basis, I would be taking ivermectin prophylactically, along with D3, along with potassium iodine, along with zinc, along with vitamin C, along with black seed oil. Yeah, all that. And, I, and in fact, how about I do all take that stuff all the time prophylactically. And so just be very, very, very careful with what you do and what you're around and who you listen to. Because right now, the confusion, and I talked about this on Wednesday's show, the circus clown show of what this is and the lies that the government have done to us is absolutely overwhelming to the average person simply because they have not been grounded in jesus they've not been grounded through the holy spirit they have not been grounded through the power of the most high god to understand and to believe and know the truth and many of them are still believing the lies and you think well what, what, do you, what do you mean lies well let's just stop for one second let's talk about all of this stuff about donald trump for a second and we've talked about this repeatedly and, and the american thinker came out with a really good article and it kind of it kind of sums this up i'm going to tie it together here in a second when will the stubborn Trump loyalists face the inconvenient truth? Stubborn Trump supporters, especially the most fervent, seem unwilling, especially those who've been involved with Q, by the way, seem unwilling to challenge the deedless covenant, ask the hard questions that, if answered truthfully, would confirm that Donald Trump has been a supreme letdown and his failures, including the reelection debacle, is self inflicted. Promises made, promises kept, not when it mattered. Draining the swamp, spinning around in an airboat. 
Trump never cleaned up the FBI. Instead, he hired Democratic sympathizer Christopher Wray as director, and except for a few gratuitous tweets about his incompetence, left him in place. Gina Haspel, CIA chief, kept the job until the last day, despite the likelihood she was knee-deep with John Brennan in the active sabotage of Trump's 2015 campaign. Trump appointed then tolerated clueless insubordinates and leaders like Rex Tillerson, John Kelly, McMaster, Mathis, Gary Cohn, and the damage was done, and Trump's agenda was crippled. This guy's right. And he goes on to say, why couldn't Trump get illegal immigrants fixed beyond executive orders easily overturned and get Obamacare reversed when he had Republican control of both the House and the Senate? Why did Trump let Paul Ryan ruin his platform? Why did Trump deliberately antagonize John McCain, knowing McCain would undercut the final vote underwriting Obamacare? Why did Trump willfully persist with a toxic persona alienating suburban voters that cost him and us the House in 2018 and led to the first impeachment and magna agenda declared mortality by, by Democrats? Why did Trump endlessly rail against billions in federal budget giveaways to Democratic darlings like Planned Parenthood and Marxist countries but signed the bills anyhow? Why did Trump never declassify all of the Obamagate documents and release all of the Biden laptop evidence? Why didn't Trump declassify Roswell? That's the other question, isn't it? It's not asking that, but I'm asking that. Why didn't Trump appoint a special prosecutor for the Biden corruption and the 2020 election fraud? Why did Trump do nothing but tweet when American cities were firebombed and occupied by violent leftists for months in the summer of 2020? Why did he immediately prosecute both Antifa and BLM rioters along with the mayors and the governors who aided and sheltered nationwide insurrections, especially in D.C.? Why didn't Trump attempt to break up social media monopolies, the real enemy of the people? Since spring 2020, when Trump knew that unrestricted mail-in ballot rules were ripe for fraud and knew they were voting accommodations, especially in Georgia and Pennsylvania, were likely unconstitutional, why did he do nothing? His Republican National Committee was equally AOL. Why did Trump abandon the themes and prospects so brilliantly laid out in his 2020 State of the Union? Why didn't Trump recognize formally Taiwan as an independent sovereign nation? Why did Trump persist for six weeks of self-destructive CCP COVID-19 press conferences where he rambled with a stream of consciousness ravings inviting counterproductive and cringeworthy shouting matches with the media, most of whom would never give him a fair hearing? Why did Trump tolerate and elevate the likes of the media medical hack and career self-publicist Anthony Fauci, whose track record over 35 years has been dismal? but whose advice and misplaced authority plunged the nation into an economic catastrophe for which Trump was blamed and will never and we will never recover under Biden. Why did Trump invite Bob Woodward to chronicle all of Trump's undisciplined ramblings, offering up more preventer for the Trump's enemies fewer than six months before the election? Why did Trump agree to a presidential election debate with the likes of Chris Wallace, a self-established Trump hater and Democratic sympathizer as a moderator and then abandon any pretense of displaying an even temperament and never keeping his mouth shut to allow dementia Joe to choke himself with his own gaffed vomit. Why did Trump allow Hillary to stake, stake, skate? Why were John Brennan and James Comey and, and Andrew McCabe and the other FBI saboteurs and perjurers never prosecuted? Why is Wilson Wiseman, the corrupt architect of malignant Mueller Association Russian collusion probe, still preening with claims that Trump is a criminal while General Michael Flynn needed a pardon to set him free? Why did Trump fall for the trap set by the Democrats on January the 6th, 2021? I'm going to stop on that. That was not set by the Democrats. Trump told those people to come. Just thought I'd mention that. Why does Trump believe shadow boxing is as good as landing a real punch? Apart from the 2016 primaries on Election Day 2016, what adversaries has he disabled or dispatched as president? And, and this goes on and on and on and on. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to read the rest of it to you because it take my whole time to do that. But the reality is, is that why have these apologists not seen this? Why have they not looked at what's going on? Why have they allowed their hearts and their minds to be blinded? Here's another really good article that was from a couple of years ago. This is what I always thought. This is from The Hill. 
and this is from, from Brett Samuels, and it says Trump takes the guns first, go through due process second. Wait, Trump take the guns first, go through due process second? This is with red flag gun laws. President Trump on Wednesday, this is an old article, for support for confiscating guns from certain individuals deemed to be dangerous, even if it violates due process rights. I like taking the guns early. Quote, this is like a crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. To go to court would have taken a long time. Trump said at a meeting with lawmakers on school safety and gun violence, take the guns first and go through the due process second, Trump said. I mean, I, 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 I forget due process. We're in a republic. You can't do that. Here's another one. I've told you this before. This is from The Hill. And by the way, Brad sent me this with all this stuff to me. This one did the research. Thank you, Brad. Ivanka Trump talking to lawmakers about gun reform legislation report. This is, again, back in 2019. White House senior advisor Ivanka Trump, which I have no idea why she was a senior advisor, has reportedly been talking with members of Congress about gun legislation in the wake of mass shootings in Ohio and Texas. Axios citing sources familiar with the conversation report on Tuesday that presidential Trump's daughter has been quietly calling all lawmakers to get a better understanding on where they stand on gun reform laws, pushing red flag gun laws to everybody. This is, this is Ivanka Trump. Who's, she, who's telling her to do this? Another one, Trump's openness to extensive background checks for gun buys draws warning from the NRA. Another question, but nobody wants to bring any questions up like this. And here's another one. It's Florida model for Trump on gun legislation. A red flag, the red flag bill mentioned Monday by President Donald Trump is just one of several pushed by Florida's congressional delegation that Trump seemed to back in principle on Monday, and he got it pushed through. Trump did. You know, here's another one from The Independent. Gun grabber-in-chief, conservatives turn on Trump as a threat to confiscate guns, prompts Second Amendment-related outrage. And this list just goes on and on and on and on. But when? But when? As this is as they're asking here with the American thinker by Hunt. When will stubborn Trump loyalists face the inconvenient truce that we got had? Period. He's not who he said he was. Or he was so out of his element and so deep into this stuff he didn't know what to do. Now again, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. I believe when he first got in, it was he was an accidental president because the election machines weren't rigged properly for Hillary to lose. And she should have won according to what they had done, but they didn't rig them enough, and they made sure they covered that with Biden. And then now we have Trump going into the White House, you know, with his, you know, bombastious, you know, pontification of what he's going to do, and he couldn't get rid of Obamacare. I mean, it's just unreal. But, but again, he was a he was a he was a he was a construction guy, philanderer, TV media personality, actor who was put into a position of real authority in the White House. And he was unaware of the fact that the whole White House is run by the deep state and shadow governments. He didn't understand all that, I don't think, because I don't think he reads a lot. But the, but the reality is that he did find that out, didn't he? And he quickly capitulated. FDA gets gutly been. What the heck was that all about? You know, and Fauci kept running his mouth. We were all nauseous of Fauci. And now we know that pretty much everything that came out of Fauci's mouth was a spew, of just an absolute just Niagara Falls of lies. And we sit back and we go, wow, this is incredible that we're actually in a situation where – the United States of America has been lied to to this level by these people, including the Kabbalists, the Luciferians, the Synagogue of Satan, the international banking communities, the World Economic Forum, the people that basil, the international monetary funds. All of this stuff combines together to make the world go around, working together in concert with the international mafiosa groups, the Italian mafia, the Jewish mafia, the New York mafia, you know, the, the Irish mafia, the Russian mafia, the Chinese mafia, all this organized crime. Over and over and over as the stomach turns, these people are involved in all of this stuff, and we sit back. The fentanyl problem, the opiate problem, the drug problems, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it being orchestrated by our unbelievably corrupt organizations within our government that are not elected officials that are running the show behind the scenes and behind the backs of the American people. But now they're doing it openly. 
we had a chance to see a lot of it. We got a chance to open up the deep underbelly of this stuff and take a look at what the alligator's been eating. We did. We had a chance to open it up, kill it, and pull out the innards and find out what was in it. But they wouldn't let us see the people who Jeffrey Epstein had blackmailed, who had gone in and raped, statutorily raped young girls. They didn't let us see it. The judges and the politicians and the elected officials and the cabinet-level position people and all the other people that were on Jeffrey Epstein's list, they didn't show us the deep underbelly. They didn't let us examine the contents. They said, no, this isn't necessary. You people don't need to know. Need to know information, and you guys don't need to know. Why didn't we question that? Why didn't Donald Trump question that? He was in office when all this happened, guys. Remember that. Always remember he was good buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, Epstein said that he was Trump's wingman when they used to go to bars up in New York and pick up the young girls and the young women. Remember, some of the people from Mar-a-Lago were also groomed and sent to Pedophile Island. Don't let your memories forget this stuff. Gosh, guys, and where are all these girls? They say over 1,000 girls were pedophiled and groomed by Epstein to all these different politicians. I don't know if that number is correct, but the reality is, is where are all these girls? I mean, are they alive? Why didn't they come forward? Are they too embarrassed? I mean, what the heck is going on with all this stuff? And why only a handful have come forward when we know the list was so extensive? Bill Clinton on Jeffrey Epstein's plane over and over and over again? Oh, come on, guys. Does no one see this but us, the people who listen to the Ted and Austin Brower show? Does no one else talk about this stuff but us? This is the pure corruption of evil from the fallen angels, from the pre-Adamic race, from the ancient Canaanite religions, the ancient angel wars that are still upon us. And yes, I'm still working on that podcast, and yes, it's going to be a doozy. Uh, and remember, you keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, for he is the author, and he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. He died on a cross for you to be an eternal God, to be omnipresent for you for all eternity, provided immediate reconciliation with you to God through an omnipresent God through Christ himself, through his blood to the energy fields that it creates, it changes everything. Gosh, listen to me, guys. When you're a Christian, you're filled with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Use it. Take hold of it and pray like you have the authority to change it, and we'll change it together. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Amen. That's well said. And I mean, just, yeah, I mean, just, just, just the tip of the iceberg and understanding how corrupt it really is, is exactly what you just said. Why is it that the FBI has literally spent two years now following, investigating, extraditing, charging, indicting all these individuals for simply walking in the Capitol or walking across the street? But yet we haven't heard of one single investigation with anybody linked to Jeffrey Epstein other than the, basically the um, J.P. Morgan you know, uh, in his lawsuit down the, from the Virgin Islands. I mean, that's like the only thing I've heard about with any of this stuff. And of course, that's because and they don't, you don't hear hardly anything on that. Zero Hedge and like a couple other alternative media companies have actually gotten a little bit of info on it. But again, that's super hush hush. So that right there shows you <laughs> exactly what's really going on. Also, to another news, this is good in solidifying the absolute atrocities that occurred and making sure they don't happen again. A federal appeals court in New Orleans yesterday upheld the judge's ruling blocking the enforcement of Joe Biden's 2021 executive order requiring all federal employees to take the COVID-19 vaccine. If you remember, the 30-member um, panel of the Fifth Circuit overturned that ruling in April last year. So now this U.S. Circuit of Court appeals for the Fifth Court said – 
Contrary to the arguments by administration, the judge has the jurisdiction to issue a nationwide mandate against these requirements. And uh, this was the executive order in 2021 saying that over three and a half million federal employees or contractors who failed to get the vaccine would face discipline or firing. And, you know, religious exemptions were the most opted out reason why. And I told people that repeatedly. I helped so many people, especially in the medical field, fill those out and keep it clean and simple. And so if they start asking you personal questions, then you tell them you need to have your attorney present in this investigation now. And that's exactly what happened to my brother-in-law. I told you guys that he was working for basically a military contractor, big firm, and said, you know, I have a strongly held religious belief against taking this shot. That's it. That's all you got to put down on there. And they called him up. Uh, we've got HR on the phone with you, and we've got our attorney on the phone with you. We need to ask you some questions about this. And he's like, there's nothing to ask. I have a strongly held religious belief. Do, you, do I need to have my attorney present on this phone call as well? Well, no. Where's, why, why are you getting hostile? We just want to ask you some questions. He goes, I don't feel comfortable discussing any type of my religious beliefs. I have a strongly held religious belief against getting this injection. Okay, well, that's fine. We have no more questions to ask you. Click. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they know there's limitations. You can't just walk around telling people, well, you need a full explanation. We know exactly what your religion is and why you believe it and why you don't think you can get a shot. Nobody has the right to ask you that in order for you to keep your employment, <laughs> in order for you to live freely, in order for you to stay alive and stay healthy. Nobody has a right to ask you any of that. And you sure don't have a requirement to answer. I've told people that repeatedly. Majority of the time, people voluntarily give up way too much information, especially when it comes to investigation and law enforcement. Just keep your mouth shut. Nobody has a right to force you to answer questions. You have to sit there and say, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to get the shot because I don't believe in it because it's full of aborted fetal tissue and it's causing health problems. You don't have to tell them that. That's the truth. You don't have to tell them that. You don't have to say anything to them. Always remember that. Nobody can force you to say something about your religious beliefs or of your medical beliefs, period. And that was what constantly drove me up the wall when that entire debacle was going on in 2021. And they were telling everybody, no, you don't deserve – you can't have this job if you get the shot. Well, what about now? Hmm? We're going we're gonna to flip back now a year and a half? We're going to remember all these now? People being arrested in restaurants for refusing to show their vaccine card? Yet we now have people dropping dead, having heart attacks, going into cardiac arrest on fields while they're playing football? We have doctors. We have nurses. All of them now come down with massive blood clots and health problems. And like Ted said earlier, they're trying to normalize it now. Oh, it's totally normal. These children be coming down with extremely aggressive leukemia and die within a few days of getting diagnosed. That's totally normal. It's totally normal to have people just blacking out everywhere on national television, going into convulsions randomly, just suddenly, because, you know, it was safe and effective, guys. It couldn't have done anything else different. <laughs> Again, don't forget what they did because, remember, if you fail to remember history, you're doomed to repeat it again. That's exactly what too many people have too short of a memory span nowadays. You know, with YouTube and all these other social media platforms, those people don't have a memory span or uh, attention span much past about 30 seconds to a minute. That's it. As soon as something else, oh, a squirrel, and they go, oh, Lucy is, oh, I got this, oh, I got this, I got this, I got this. They get all distracted. Don't get distracted and don't forget, because I promise you, this whole program, this whole game that they tried in 2020, it is not the last time they're going to try this. If you look at everything they've done with the boom-bust cycles of the economy, what they've done with oil, what they've done with manipulation of the money, what they've done with devaluing the currency, what they've done with constant theater and constant distractions, it's the same story, just a different headline. I mean, how many times do people have to continue to watch the same show with a different title to finally realize, man, I feel like I've seen this before. 
feel like I've watched this a couple times. So I told you guys yesterday, I mean, I had people sending me, you know, article after article after article at the end of last year. Oh, no, the diesel fuel is going to run out. Everything's going to stop. I said, they're not going to stop everything. I said, because it's going to completely stop the entire economy, which means they're not going to make any more money. How do you get your nasty goods and services and your disgusting food to the population? Well, we got to go by semi-truck. They're by no means going to stop making sure that people have their MSG and their high fructose corn syrup and their aspartame and their sucralose. You better believe they're going to get that food to the store as much as they can. Just like they're not going to knock out the entire internet nationwide and not have anybody have the ability to watch the news or watch TV. They're not going to do that. You may have a certain event that occurs. You may have some type of false flag or some type of story they tell us why something goes out for a period of time. But you're not going to see this massive nuclear fallout and all of a sudden everything else stops working and TVs and Internet's done for months and years. It's not going to happen. They didn't spend over $2 trillion on 5G infrastructure to wipe it all out with one EMP, period. I tell you that right now. It makes no sense. There's no ROI there. The amount of infrastructure that was put into place during 2019 and 2020 with the 5G networks was enormous. The manpower of what they did and doing it so covertly. I mean, I had people during COVID constantly sending me texts and sending me photos. They're like, dude, I haven't really been out in the last couple of weeks. I'm driving down the interstate here. Another 5G tower, another 5G tower, another 5G tower. These weren't here a month ago. I said, I know. The same thing happened to me down here in Florida. I never, not one time have I watched a 5G tower get erected. Not once, guys, and I'm out about a lot. Not one time yeah, have I seen the system going up. Never, not once. And I've asked multiple people. Somebody said, well, I saw somebody working on one one time. Okay. At the full continental United States, I have one person that said they saw somebody working on them one time. How in the world did these just magically go up overnight? Well, because these were contracted to be done in the darkness of the night, done in front of nothing to be done so that nobody sees them being put up so people don't stand underneath them at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and go, why in the world are you guys putting giant microwave boxes up that look like refrigerators everywhere when the internet hasn't gotten any better? Now I've told you before, down in Central Florida, they're putting this fiber optic cable everywhere. I mean, it's just like multi, multi-million dollar project over here. And I asked one of the guys, what are you guys doing? Oh, it's fiber optic internet. What do we need fiber optic internet for? We just spent $2 trillion on 5G. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just doing my job. Since so we just run a fiber optic, every, every single house is going to have the ability to tap in to fiber optic internet. Hmm. What are they doing that for? I mean, it, kind of, it seems kind of redundant, doesn't it? If you have 5G internet towers all over the place, but now suddenly we're doing fiber optic internet directly to everybody's house everywhere. You guys be the judge. Anybody's got any ideas on that? I mean, I got some theories, but I mean, I don't have any facts on that, so... You guys let me know if you have some ideas on why they're putting fiber optic while we just spent all this money on 5G suddenly. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Talking about the EV world again, this is something that nobody has talked about. This is actually the first time I've heard this, and it got published in Reuters, ironically enough. The you know media has continually told us that we need to drive EV to save the world, and we've got to be green in order to fight climate change. So we're going to make sure we strip mine the entire earth of lithium and cobalt and uh, compile it in batteries so we can drive around and make our cars useless in 10 years when the batteries are done, you know, because it's science, right? Well, now what's coming across is Reuters has published a piece this week revealing that the EV market is uh, having an issue. It's coming down to insurance and it's coming down to accidents including fender benders and minor accidents, insurance companies are now having to pretty much total the entire car. The reason has to do with the EV batteries. Because the EV batteries 
are built so compact, the batteries alone represent a sizable portion of the actual vehicle. The, the vehicle is actually built around the batteries. So what's happening is if there is any type of accident where the battery could or may have been damaged, where it could be leaking, because remember, these things, if they catch on fire, you don't put out lithium batteries. I mean, firefighters are having to go to have whole other school programs to learn how to put out EV fires now. It takes like five to six times the amount of more water to put out an EV battery fire. I mean, it's horrible. I've talked to a firefighter locally about it. He said he hates it. He said he wishes EV cars never came into existence. He said they're unbelievably dangerous. And he said what's happened now is insurance companies, for liability purposes, if they even get a small accident, if there's any chance that the battery could have been damaged, they total the entire vehicle. Cut out a check, total the whole vehicle. Well, then here comes the problem. Where does the vehicle go? Oh, it's got to get recycled. So now we've got to try to take batteries and dispose of giant lithium batteries because they got in an accident at 30 miles an hour, and basically a piece of the battery may have been cracked. This is very common in vehicles that are very high in exotics, like some super high in Ferraris and whatnot. If they are built around, say, like a carbon fiber monocoque, if they get a small accident, usually insurance will total the whole car, even if it's minor, because the amount of money it will cost to bring the car up to 100% is going to be very expensive because of the damage that can occur just from a minor accident because of all the carbon fiber and all the structural engineering. This is the same thing that's going on with the EVs. The cars are built around the batteries. So if there's an impact and there's a crack or there's any type of contact with the battery, insurance is saying we're done now. So now, not only that, the more EV vehicles that hit the market, the statistical probability increases that there's going to be more accidents with EV vehicles, which means you're going to have more EV vehicles being totaled, which means you're now going to have to dispose of more EV batteries, that some of which aren't even old. you got cars now. They were saying one of them you know, it's only been out for a couple of years, and uh, it was one of the Tesla Model Ys, and uh, – has zero repairability to it. They said the Tesla structural battery pack is going straight to the grinder with even minor accidents now because of the way it's set up. So you got a car that's six months old, a year old, battery's still in great shape, gets in a minor accident, the fender bender on the interstate. Boop, done, flagged, totaled, scrap it, try to figure out how to dispose of this other battery again. Does anybody understand how toxic this stuff is? I don't think they do. I've gone into detail before. I may do a whole other show on it, but I've encouraged people, please get the word out there with this because the, the lies and the manipulation with the media and what they've been trying to do with telling you this is the new green way is a complete and total lie. Not only is this technology unbelievably inefficient, it's unbelievably toxic when you have to dispose of it, not to mention the liability, the longevity, and the price point as far as when it comes to depreciation, all of which are horrible and do not check the boxes of anything that should be used in a mass usage on the United States roadways. They have said before, EV vehicles, it's a cool idea if you want something like an upgraded golf cart. You know, some of you are going to drive around town, you know, plug it in once a week and, you know, go back and forth to your office and hey, whatever. But as far as trying to tell everybody that we're banning ICE vehicles, and you're not going to be able to buy them. You're not going to be able to use them by 2030, by 2035. Yeah, not going to happen, guys. They're trying to get people to comply and go along with this by consent. But remember, everybody has a right to say no. Exercise that right as much as you can if you do not feel comfortable with something, whether it comes down to what is being pushed on your children, what is being pushed on your job, what is being pushed on your health, and especially what is being pushed on your faith. Stand up for what you believe, and if you want to say no, I don't agree with that, you have a right to say that, my friends, and don't let anybody ever tell you the opposite. What do you think, Dan? Uh, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
faith is the substance of things not seen and hoped for, create reality, create physical reality by the faith that we have, by the words that we speak, by the prayers that we pray. Uh, faith is everything. I mean, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Find out some other verses that say stuff like that of the Bible. Impossible. You've got to have faith because you've got to believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. And that's what we have to do. We've got to stand on the word of God. And we've got to realize that just because your life is a place where you don't want it to be, just because you're involved in things that you don't want to do or that you don't want to be involved in anymore, just because you've made choices and decisions that have put you to where you are, you need to have faith that God's going to deliver you from this. And you start making choices that will take you out of those situations and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He died for you on a cross, suffered an unbelievably horrible death just to allow you to stand in faith and have faith in him and faith in God. He was our mentor. He's our God. He's our deliverer. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's all of it to us all of the time. And we're just passing through. You know, it's funny. Uh, I watched Riddick the other night, the Chronicles of Riddick again. And I remember these are coming. They're letting him down into this penitentiary on crematorium. And he says, they ask him, are you going to be a convict or are you going to be an inmate? He says, I'm neither. I'm just passing through. Not going to be here long. You know, that's the thing about it, isn't it? You know, we have this life that can go by so quickly. It can be stuffed out in a second. You see these people on the interstate highways, and they get into an accident, and their life's gone instantly. Somebody's driving the wrong way down a highway, like my buddy Gene talked about up there in Virginia a few weeks ago. And a guy runs into cars and kills a bunch of people. They're instantly dead. And instantly they're in heaven or in hell. They're chosen. Either way, they're going to go because of the choices they've made. And they have the options of not being that way or the options of being that way or whatever they have. Suddenly, those choices are no longer there for them. They can't make a choice anymore. They can't do what they need to do. Wouldn't you rather live life and live it abundantly and be led by the Holy Spirit and be with God for all eternity? Doesn't that make more sense for the little short period of time that we're here, the worries and the cares of this world? Uh, it's interesting to me how people compromise themselves often and do things they shouldn't ought to do. By the way, Germany and Italy are rewriting, are rewriting Europe's, Europe's electric car mandate, and they're now they're putting in synthetic fuel because it was developed by Porsche, the e-fuel. Think about that. Germans and Italians are passionate about their cars and local industries that build them, and they'll not be going all electric without a fight. Both countries have said they will reject proposed phase-out of new internal combustion engine car sales by 2035 if the rules do not allow for the use of carbon-neutral e-fuels. E-fuels are made by sequestering atmospheric carbon and combining it with water to create a combustible liquid fuel. I mean, why haven't they been doing this for the last 50 years? Oh, that's right, because the petrochemical industry and the petrodollar. thought I'd mention answer my own questions because that was kind of a rhetorical question. When the process is powered by zero-emission energy like wind or solar, burning the fuel results in no additional carbon dioxide being added to the uh, being to the atmosphere. Porsche has invested, remember that, I just mentioned Porsche, and in a factory in Chile that produces synthetic fuel, will be using it in the racing series it sponsors this year, and has already demonstrated how it can be used in a car made for gasoline without any modifications. I'll repeat that, with zero modifications. Now, Italy wants to see biofuels like ethanol and biodiesel also accepted from the regulations. Italy would not accept an unduly restricted interpretation of the commission's CO2 neutral fuels. And by the way, they love, they love their Ferraris <laughs> and they love their Lamborghinis in Italy. Uh, that was on the, well, on the Italy, on Autobahn there in Italy. You wouldn't call it an Autobahn. You'd call it an interstate. And I had a Lamborghini pull out in front of me one day. And I was kind of pushing them a little bit. I shouldn't say that, but I was because I want to see, see them romp down on it because kind of as an alpha male, 
I like to hear a Lamborghini roar. I like to hear a Ferrari roar. I like to see him leave a trail of rubber and, and throwing up dust and debris and, and taking off in a wild frenzy with a 700-horsepower motor. You say, well, gosh, Ted, that sounds awful weird. No, it doesn't. If you're a guy, you understand that. You know, they, lions don't need to roar. Remember that. A lion knows who he is. Ferraris don't need to roar. Lamborghinis don't need to roar. When they get to roar every once in a while, I really like it. <laughs> so I'd mention that. You guys have a blessed, blessed weekend. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. And listen to Hagman tonight with Austin. Uh, it's my privilege and my pleasure. I love you folks so much. I love all of you. And I thank you for supporting Health Masters and supporting the show and for sharing it with your friends. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes you got to. You got to roar. No question about it. That's spot on with that. And I am very glad to see the massive pushback from these automakers in Europe because I was it was a bit frustrating. I'm not going to lie. So a lot of people know me. I've always been a big motorhead my whole life. I raced motocross when I was younger and got into racing my whole life and i've always been just always always enjoyed vehicles there's something cool about them you know building them racing them and seeing how they how far you can push something with technology and uh when this whole thing started to occur a couple years ago and they started talking about this whole ev thing that's why it was so frustrating not that i I don't like the aspect of advancing certain technology it's the fact that you start building something and then you say well now you're not allowed to use what you've been using for the last 120 years now you can only use what i'm selling you because this is the only way you can do it that is when i had the huge problem with ev not from just the technology in general i told you it's cool you want to have a you know really cool go-kart you know really advanced go-kart that's really fast right around town the ev go-kart is what these cars are pretty cool not not gonna lie something cool for a certain aspect it's like an exotic aspect but telling me that that's the only option you're going to be able to buy and that's the only option you're going to be able to drive and nothing else because we said so because we're science, I have a real problem when people start making comments like that to me. If anybody knows me, and that's one of the reasons why I realized very fast during COVID that it was a complete and total sham. Because anytime somebody starts telling you this is the only way to do it, this is the only thing you can do, I can tell you guys whenever I've heard that. There's about a 99.99% guaranteed chance those people do not have your best interest in heart, and they're trying to do something to hurt you, period. Because usually there's always a way to think outside the box. There's always another application. There's always something you can do differently, especially if what they're telling you to do isn't working. <laughs> that was always the ironic part with COVID the whole time. Oh, you, you have to lock yourself in your room and be terrified. I'm like, well, I don't live in fear, so that doesn't work, okay? What, what's next? Oh, you have to shut down your business. Eh, that's going to be a hard pass for me, buddy. I got too many people to rely on me. I enjoy what I do, and people are healthy because of what we help them do. So that's another hard pass. Well, you got to wear a mask. Why do I have to wear a mask? Well, because science. It's science, Austin. You don't believe science? I don't believe your science because you haven't shown me any. All I've heard is CDC mandate science mask. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay, cool. Can we string together a sentence, or are we just going to make statements? Mask. Oh, with caveman status, stupid. <laughs> Again, that's why I always start asking very, very direct questions, and I start saying, no, I don't agree with this. When people start saying this is the only option to do certain things, especially on topics, the only thing that does not change for me, that is Christ. That is the one way to the Father is through him. But any other thing, okay, there's other options of this. This isn't working. We Try this. This isn't working. Try this. That is the entire premise of science. So, again, that's why I've always been so open 
open-minded and always looked at different supplementations, what they do. That's why I've always experimented with certain nutrients and say, okay, does this work on me? Does this work on friends? Work on family? Try together? That's why we put together so many kits. We find out they work. I have customers that try them. I have listeners and friends that try them. I say, this is working really good for me. This is working really good. After I get about you know two or three dozen people that are saying, I'm getting really good results from this, all right, let's put it together. That's after we've already tested the products beforehand. So that's what we do here at Health Masters. We try to produce the highest quality supplements in the world, and we've got a good track record for doing it. That's why we got a 90-day money-back guarantee, and that's why I encourage everyone, keep your body and your mind healthy. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. The product of the week, the B-Complex formula on sale right now for 10% off. Great, great product. Check it out. Also, to vote for what you want to see win next week as product of the week. Looks like the HGH stimulates on the list. And as you guys know, that's a very big favorite product of mine and a lot of customers. So I'm sure that's probably going to pull pretty strong. So if you want that to win, be sure to vote over the weekend. If you need anything, 1-800-726-1834. You know where to get a hold of us. I'm going to put some stuff together for the Hagman Report tonight. It's going to be a great show, as always. Be sure to check it out. Probably going to throw some specials going on there. And, uh, yeah, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Spend some time with friends and family. And we'll talk to you again back on this show Monday, as always. You take care until then. And stay strong, my friends. I appreciate all of you. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.